Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Stephanie from In Your Corner Boxing out of Connecticut. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, we're really excited to have you on and to learn a little bit more about your business. But before we dive into everything, tell us what you guys have going on at In Your Corner Boxing and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? We have a few really great programs. Um, and I actually didn't even mention this when we were chatting earlier, but I also run a nonprofit girl boxing program. Mm-hmm. So we, we have programs for youth. We have programs for girls. We have programs for adults with Parkinson's. Um, and we also do weightlifting classes and boot camp style classes also. Yeah. So how did you yourself get into boxing? Well, into boxing is interesting. I was a personal trainer for a handful of years and I was training at a gym in Massachusetts and there was a class that they offered on Sunday mornings and it was a boxing class with bags. And I had one of my clients take the class and report back to me because I was so nervous. I was like, oh, a boxing class? I don't know. How about you take it and you tell me how it is? And so she took the class. She was like, it was so great. Lenny's the coach. He is phenomenal. I'm so thankful that he's in my life. And I took the class and I never turned back. I fell in love with doing mitts. I coaching, helping him coach the class. Um, and then one day I was like, you know what? I really want to punch somebody. Like I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next step. So he hooked me up with Doug. Doug is another phenomenal coach. And then it was just snowballed from there. And I, I fell in love with it. The people you meet, the community, you know, it's, um, I've boxing has brought a lot of joy to my life. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we were talking a little bit before, like pre-interview, um, when did you start your business? So I, I have always wanted a gym, my own gym to do my thing in my own space. And in, uh, so we moved to Connecticut. We were here for a year. I was trying to you know, work at a few different gyms, get my name out there in the community of fitness and boxing. And I, in January, 2020, got my LLC. And I was like, I gotta start making moves. I gotta start making any steps towards this goal if it's something that I really want. And then, you know, obviously in March, everything started to shut down. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. I reached out to everybody I knew. I said, let's get on Zoom. Let's do classes. Let's do whatever we can. I had zero people show up. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's try it again. Let's do it one more time. I think I had maybe one or two people. And I was like, okay, but I didn't quit it. I was like, let's just do it. I tried, you know, kept after asking people to join me and it built up and I would have 16 to 24 people in a Zoom class and, you know, word of mouth, everybody, my family, my cousins, my parents, you know, and then it, it's, it built, it built up virtually. Mm-hmm. And then once we were ready to start maybe meeting outside, we we're like, all right, let's, let's go on the driveway. Let's meet out at this park. And, you know, just kind of kept going with what I could at the time and building a, a solid base for the business that I have now. Yeah. So after you built up your, I guess, like your foundation or your founding members, then you decided to kind of get that brick and mortar facility. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely felt that I was ready, that I had, you know, a good client base to start to start in the gym. 
So is there anything in particular, like any certain numbers that you were, were looking at or like the amount of members that you had that were like green flag, I'm good to, to start the brick and mortar? Just for like a personal trainer that might be listening that's in a similar situation that you were. All right. To be perfectly honest, the business is the hardest part for me. The budgeting, okay. all of that stuff is really difficult. And it was podcasts, um, you know, a few different business podcasts that I would listen to. I felt like I was always studying mm -hmm. to really figure out what I needed to do on a business end to run a business because that was not my my history. I yes. knew that I would be able to do it based on the income I was making virtually and, you know, in in my driveway, honestly, that I, I would be able to swing it based on what I would have to pay for rent um, mm -hmm. overhead in the in the gym that I wanted to open. So uh, that's the only way that I knew and that that I felt confident that I could open the gym space because gotcha. I those numbers were what I was transferring over to the gym. Gotcha. Okay. So it's been a year, right? What are some of the things that you've learned because earlier you said like you didn't have that business background yeah so what are some if you could just touch on like two of the most important things that you learned about being an entrepreneur in this space that you think somebody in your situation would benefit from learning about the number one thing that comes to mind and especially being a female businesswoman in fitness or in a service-based business is that I can tell you right now you're not charging enough the biggest thing with women, especially, but in a service like this, where we want to help people, we want, we want to give you something, you know, but we, it's hard to make that mindset shift of, we also need to make money. Right. <laughs> so you have your friends, you have people you love, you, you, you want to give them this great service, but you also have to keep in mind that you are running a business. And that was, a, that was probably the hardest struggle for me is to try to really put that value on my services, you know, because we're in, I don't know, it's, it almost feels like a conflict, but you, it, it's to separate that and to, and to focus on the success and how, how your business is going to be successful. So yeah. putting value on there to make that, you know, happen. Yeah. That's a really good point that you bring up a lot of, especially women in our industry are really, really undercutting themselves when it comes to pricing. Yeah. So when it came to figuring out like your price point, did you, do you feel like you started out too low? Oh, I started out way too low, way too low. And it took um, something that I thought I found helpful was, you know, because it's something you enjoy too. Like when I go to, to work, I'm like, I'm having a good time. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm boxing with people that I'm just spending time with, you know, but I have to, I have to keep in mind and remind myself, I have certifications. I have training. I have experience. I have years and years of experience. And that is all worth something and you think I'm giving all of this service to somebody to better them and they're giving to me by paying me and that's that's value that makes me feel valued also yeah. if you do feel like you're you're being appreciated then that that gives you though that gives me you know makes me want to give them you know more if I feel like I'm being valued it's you know it's a mutual kind of yeah so you obviously you increase your prices yes to what you're worth was there a barrier like when it came to asking for that price because i feel like like okay you gotta increase your prices and then you also have to be confident in saying this is what i'm worth when you do pitch pricing 
Yes. It took me honestly two years before I increased my price. <laughs> and then I would have new people come in. I'd be like, this is the price. Oh my God, are they going to pay that? I don't know. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I feel like sometimes all you just need is one person to be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's nothing. And then you're like, wait a minute, am I still oh. not charging enough? I had some of my clients like, finally, you should be getting paid more, you know, like they, they understood, you know, they, yeah. especially because of people I've been training for, I'll, I had, so the other thing is my virtual, I do a lot of virtual private training and most of the people that I virtually train are people from Massachusetts that I trained when we lived there. I trained people for eight years at a gym in Boston and I, when we moved to Connecticut, it was devastating. So when we started going virtual during COVID, I reached out to those people and now I train them again. And it's been, I mean, I've been training some of them since my firstborn was an infant, you know, and he's 13. So it's, it's, it's been um, wonderful to be able to do that again. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess knowing what you know now, like, let, let's say you had to start with like zero clients again. Um, would you go back and do anything differently? If I had to start from scratch yeah. now. Yeah, start from scratch to get back to where you are now. I wouldn't, I would, if I were to, to start to over now, I would go in with a lot more confidence um, in asking for, for like we were talking about the price points. Mm -hmm. um, um, I've, I, th I don't think anything other than that I you know um, it's all about the experience and the relationships with people and I I feel like um, I, ha I do a pretty good job connecting with people mm -hmm. uh, and then from there it's just you know word of mouth you know you, you you meet somebody they have a good experience they tell their friends you know they sign their kids up that's that's been one of the best parts of the gym is I feel like it's very family friendly and I have a lot of the kids I train, their parents come to classes now. And, you know, I, that I, I love that. We live in a small town. I go to any of my own kids, sports games, practices, whatever. I know half the kids on the court, you know, I love that. I love being able to see all the kids that I train in the gym out at the community playing in their, their rec games and stuff like that. It's been, it's been really nice. Yeah. So speaking of like word of mouth, um, let's go ahead and talk about like marketing and how you're getting people in the door. Is there something that you feel like, what do you feel like has worked extremely well and why? And then also what hasn't worked so, so well um, in the past that you've tried? I think the best is the word of mouth, um, giving a good service and, and a good experience. Um, the people in town have have really been the best. Uh, I do a lot of social media. I do Instagram and Facebook. I think the second the second best marketing tool I have are even our town pages. You know, really hitting like we have like um you know like a town chats page and promoting anything in there usually gets a decent response. Um, on holidays, I do a free workout so like I do a, a beast to feast on Thanksgiving and I open that up to the community if anybody wants to come in I have had zero luck with open houses I don't know why <laughs> but I tried to do an open house for my rock study uh, my Parkinson's boxing I had nobody show up 
Uh, so I feel like it's, it's, it's been better for me if I can connect with a person either through social media or an email. Oh, um, you want to come in and check out the gym? I'll be here from this time to that time. Um, setting up something with them has, has been the most successful. I, yeah, so I haven't had much luck with anything else. Okay. So really for you, so the, the town pages is like a like a local advertisement for small businesses? It's not even for advertising. Um, it's just kind of like the town page where people can, how are the roads or, you know, is there, I don't know, school tomorrow, you know, just kind of local chat type of page. I got you. Okay. What about, and then also social media. Um, I do want to ask you a little bit about social media because social media is pretty big these days. Yeah. So what platforms are you on now? So I have Instagram and Facebook. Um, in my Facebook page, in my Facebook, I have a private group for gym. They're not even just, they're not even all gym members, but people who maybe are interested in the gym and like to follow the gym more specifically. But in that page, um, it's private. It's not the business page. So it's more like a, a gym group page if that makes sense so in there I, I'll I'll have things that are a little bit more personal like and not you know personal meaning anybody want to go to this comedy show Friday night or check out this this top that I highly recommend for outdoor workouts here's the link you know so it's not so much of my business page where I'm like oh we have these classes these days look at this video of this class and these kids you know that kind of stuff it's a little bit more personal but it's not all it's not restricted to gym members only so and I because I know that on social media especially it can take people even up to a year or maybe even a little longer following the gym before they get up enough guts to actually come in and do it so so those people who are really kind of interested but kind of not ready you know which is fine they can kind of stay in touch yeah so I mean it's good that you you're still nurturing them even though they they may just sit down and kind of watch like for a year um how many people do you have in the group now in that group I have 400 okay people Yeah. yeah would you say that you're seeing like somebody spend a certain amount of time in the group and then show more interest in actually becoming a, a paid member yeah I you know I I get it so I I don't put too <laughs> a lot of the members of the gym will laugh because I I will touch base with somebody um I don't put any pressure on anybody I, and I understand if you want to you want to message me you don't want to message me for a few months and then do it again you know that's fine I know that it takes time and I know it can be really nerve-wracking like I said my very first boxing class I didn't even dare to go myself. I sent one of my clients, so I totally get it. So I know that people are following the gym and just kind of, they're just not ready and that's fine. Or they come in and it wasn't what they expected. They maybe didn't feel good. They want to take, they want to take a little bit off and then they come back or whatever it is. Like I, I understand. So I don't like to put too much pressure on people. Um, I forgot where I was going. Yeah. The people that are in the group, like, is there a certain amount of time that they may spend in there before they actually step foot in the gym? Yeah, I I don't know exactly, but I know like people will create their account. I, I use an app um, for scheduling uh, that has saved me because it's so hard to keep track. So I know people will create an account to sign up for classes, but they won't sign up for 
it could even be three months before they actually sign up for a class. So like, I know they're there. I know they're thinking about it and they'll just take their time. And when they're ready, you know, we'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, like your role in the, like, what's your role? You're the owner, obviously, but like, what is your day to day look like? It's busy. Yeah. Um, so I do, uh, I do all, I, I do private training mostly during the day and then I have classes in the evenings. Um, and then I try to do all the business stuff, you know, all the planning and programming, uh, bookkeeping, you know, all that kind of work during the day on my off time, but it's a lot. And I know that I'm, I'm getting to a point where the business is, is doing well and it's getting big enough that I, I'm definitely at a point where I'm ready to start handing off a lot of that work because I, you know, I'm, I, I have to, I have to admit to myself that I'm not the best at all these things. You know, it's not, there's somebody out there that's going to be better at these things. Um, there's right. a, there's a woman that she calls, she says, don't be the, um, the bottleneck of your business, you know? So there's, I know that there's people out there that can do it better than me. And I'm, I'm I am at a point now after a little over a year, you know, things are going well, I'm feeling confident in the business that I'm ready to start, you know, dishing off a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Are there any particular areas that you already know that you're going to outsource and delegate to either trainers or other experts? The first thing is going to be the marketing stuff, the social media. I had no idea how much time that was really going to take. It takes a lot of time to create posts and to to find out the timing of them. And all, all of that is a really time, really timely. Yeah. So, I mean, once you get all of your time back, what are you going to do with it? put it back into my business of course (laughs) um no we have a very busy life we have three kids they all play sports they all play on several teams of each sport they play it's it's a crazy life so just to free up some of that time where you know my husband has been so wonderful and supportive he's he's the one driving the kids to all their practices and taking them to the games because when they have practices in the evenings, that's when I'm working, you know, that's like the busiest time for the gym. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm so you know blessed to have his support and him being able to do that, that, you know, it'd be nice for, you know, us to not maybe have dinner at nine o'clock at night after <laughs> you get home and cook and just some, some things like that free up sometimes in the evening for my family. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say that, you're able to free up some of that time in the evenings to have dinner, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, a year from now, like, how do you want things to change and progress for your business? Well, I'd like to see more space, okay. have more space so I can have some, you know, memberships, bigger classes, people feel a little bit more free to come in, maybe have some open gym time mm-hmm. that, that for the business, um, have other coaches. And honestly, what would be wonderful, I would love to have a coach or two on board where I can go in and take a class. I want to have a coach that I can go in and I'm the one hitting the bags. They're the one telling me what to do. I would love that. I think that would be great. I want to take the class right next to all the other people in the gym. I, I think that would be really, I, that's, that's a nice goal for, for the gym for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, last question before we uh, get to get stopping point, knowing what you know now, um, give yourself one piece of advice that you wish you had when you first got started. 
Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. I would say uh, small steps. You know, this is a big, grand goal, and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, to just keep working forward. Don't let any of the all any of the you know any negativity or any little issues. There's nothing is going to go perfect. Things are going to fail. To just keep pressing forward towards that big goal. That's the only way you're going to get there. You know, failure is going to happen. It's only going to make everything better and stronger to only, to keep learning from it to get to that big goal. So I think, I think just to start. You know, I wish I I wish I had started sooner. You know, really interesting, interesting to know. I know I said that was the last question, but you brought up a really good point about failure. Um, just want to hear your perspective about it because I think that you know success and failure they're not on two opposite ends of the spectrum. They are kind of like yeah a hundred percent absolutely yeah i mean it can be i mean if something doesn't go as you planned or as you expected it's so easy to fall into a mindset of well that's it i'm terrible this is awful i have terrible ideas blah 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 or you could say okay well that didn't work <laughs> let's try it this way you know i wouldn't be here if if I if I had that mindset, because that very first Zoom class, I didn't have anybody show up. If I was like, oh, well, shoot, I guess that's not going to work. There, right. I wouldn't be here today. Right. You know? So it's like, what's going to work? Maybe, you know, what, how can you, how, what else can you do that's going to still keep moving you in the direction you want to be that, that may be successful. And it's not going to be one failure. It's going to be a lot of failures. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that, that you have a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Righty, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Stephanie, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, I have a website. It's inyourcornerfitness.com. And we are located in Woolkit, Connecticut. Um, would love to have anybody stop by anytime, check out the gym and uh, say hi. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast today and look forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show, we have Mr. Heath Murray of I Think Fit coming to us from Omaha, Nebraska. Heath, what's going on, man? How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, you know, just another Monday around here, buddy. How you doing over there? 
I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited to, to pick your brain at this moment of time. A lot of moving parts in the I Think Fit world going on right now. But before we talk business and strategy and, and all that you do day to day, Heath, talk to us a little bit about what the business is for the people who aren't familiar with I Think Fit. Paint us some context here. How do you describe I Think Fit in your own words? Sure. So, you know, here at I Think Fit, you know, what we're trying to do is, is we're trying to um, have a little bit of something for everybody. We're trying to empower our clientele to, you know, utilize all the tools that we have to be successful, whether that be in the group environment, the individual environment, um, a hybrid of the two. We also do online training, uh, but we have a lot of different facets that we utilize to try to, you know, to get our clients to the, you know, to their goals in the shortest amount of time possible, taking into consideration health, um, and everything that we need to be able to, you know, not only get to where we're going, but then what does it take to sustain it once they get there? So we provide all those tools for our members and then, you know, provide the proper tracking and accountability as well. Yeah. Now, here's the, the fun part of this. Talk to us about how this whole thing came about. Heath. Take us way, way back in the, the mental memory here to the day that the idea popped into your head, not the day that the doors opened. When sure. did the I Think Fit idea begin to formulate in your mind? Gotcha. So, you know, this is a, a long process for me. Like I was telling you, I've been in the game for, for you know, 21 years now from when I started this thing. But um, going back to my college days, um, you know, high school, I was a four sport athlete, um, small college athlete, um, had a couple different you know, scholarship to a few different types of sports and working out was always a, a part of my life. Sometimes I was very passionate about it, ever since I was 12 is when I started hitting the weights. Um, but it wasn't until college after changing my major, you know, four or five times that I, you know, it was almost by default, unfortunately, <laughs> that, uh, that I fell back into the fitness realm because I just, I didn't know that you could make a living in the fitness business. Honestly, um, it was never something that popped into my head, you know, um, but after graduating college, immediately I got thrown into a position at 24 Hour Fitness without a, I didn't have an interview or anything. I just knew somebody. And it actually kind of scared me away from the fitness business because I was seeing what was going on in there. And, and you know, the, the, you know, from, from the way that our club was managed to, you know, everyone that was starving and struggling, you know, selling memberships and the personal trainers. And I was like, is this the fitness business? You know, I, I felt like it was a used car lot. Yeah. Um, so I actually, is this as good as it gets? Oh my goodness, man. It, it was, it was something that was very eye opening for me too, because it also gave me the foundation of what I have here as far as how I treat my members and my staff and the way that I, that I manage also. So there was always a lesson to be learned from that, but I actually left for a very short period of time. Um, and then I was given an opportunity um, at a place I'd done an internship at. I did an internship at two different gyms. I was given the opportunity to start my own personal training business within those doors with basically a free reign. Do it how you want to do it. Um, this is what we do. I knew what they did because I did my internship there. And away I went, man. And I, in, in a very short period of time, picked up a lot of of. of of kids, I started personal training. I got to a point where I was actually servicing about 60 appointments a week over the course of seven days without taking any days. Which off. if you've been went, in the personal training business, you know that 60 sessions is 120 hours a week. So yeah, this, was, man. this is no small feat. It was waking up and living, drinking, breathing 
the fitness business. You know, some of my days, you know, I, I tell some of my, my trainers now, you know, there was a day where I had 16 straight appointments on the hour scheduled. And I only serviced 15 of those 16 because somebody no showed me, but I, <laughs> just, just 15. <laughs> I was doing, I was all in, man. It was, it was, you know, sometimes I'd sleep in the facility at night and wake up early in the morning and, and go right back at it. But um, once again, those were powerful lessons to be learned also. But then in, in 2006, um, one of my uh, buddies from, from college came back um, from Cali and he was doing the GNC fitness modeling thing out there. And then we came together and started doing the group stuff and online training. And then the business started to evolve. And once again, I didn't really have time to, I was not a business person. I mean, I got my degree in fitness and sports management, but I was just going at it and wanting to help as many people as possible and, and had that drive to, you know, 80% of my clients were athletes at that time, but I wanted people to succeed. And I it was going to do whatever I could to not only help them meet their fitness goals and exceed them, but to also be able to, to make an income for myself doing something that I yeah. love. And that's what came along with it. Yeah. And so we made up for the, the lack of entrepreneurial experience with belief and conviction and, and a little bit of elbow grease along the way. 100%. At a, at a certain point, it becomes unrealistic to, to service 16 sessions a day. Uh, do so it, talk to us, talk to us about kind of the evolution beyond just Heath when this became more of a, a solidified business. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, it was, it, I was getting to a point where I was, I was getting burnt out. I really was, you know, I even caught myself one time falling asleep in the middle of a session and, and just wondering like, how am I going to continue to help more people build more volume, um, outside of, you know, just exchanging hours for time. And a, a postcard came in the mail um, at the facility I was at for the facility that I'm in right now um, in 2008. And it was more space than what, you know, that I could tackle at that time, what we could tackle me and my business partner. Um, but, you know, we just, we made the leap. I started putting numbers together, thinking how we could expand on the, the group fitness side, because once again, I was just doing personal training and a little bit of group stuff. Um, started putting the numbers together and started really coming up with a plan to be able to execute what we needed to, um, you know, not only keep the doors open, pay the bills, pay the rent, but, you know, to, you know, try to make a little bit of money also. Um, Cause it was a what big a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it was, it was a big facility for us at that time. You know, I think when we initially signed the lease, there was actually like 10, 11,000 square feet. Now we have about 15,000 square feet. But, you know, we just started off with like nine classes. I taught half, my business partner taught half. Then we did our personal training outside of that. And then it just kept growing. And then next thing you know, we're at six classes and, or excuse me, uh, 12 classes and 18. Then I think now we're a little bit over 40 a week over the course of seven days per week. Now, you know, with, with uh, you know, going on my seventh trainer also. Um, but it was, it was just one of those things that was more reactive than anything because, you know, the passion was there, the drive. And then it was like, man, our, we have 30 people in a class and we don't have enough equipment. So it was buying more equipment. And, you know, it really was an evolution process over the last, I think we're going on, you know, 14, uh, going on 15 years here in this facility. But there was a definite evolution process because, man, I tell you, we didn't, we couldn't, um, we couldn't get a loan for, for equipment at that time. It was August of 2008. Yeah. Like I, 
there was a credit crisis going on and Lehman Brothers had just dropped and getting into September of, of 08. And uh, it, it was tough uh, because, you know, I had I paid for all that stuff out of pocket and we could only yeah. get what I could afford. So, yeah, one rack, Which a couple is, kettlebells, dumbbells. But it's uh, it's an interesting I mean, problem nonetheless, but still a problem. We we grew a little quicker than we anticipated. We found this location that we couldn't say no to. We needed to outfit it. We had all of this cost and overhead. But but the dollars incoming weren't keeping up as quickly. And like you said, even even in 2023, it's hard for people in the fitness industry to get a bank loan. 2008, nobody was getting a bank loan. Rough, and so it's, I was actually uh, told I was gonna fail. I, I went I went to a bank and they were just like they saw the numbers and they saw, you know, how much square footage and they they flat out told me that I you know, this is a high risk. We're not going to do it. It, it. This has got failure written all over it. So yeah, it didn't. It turns nope. out we're still here still at here. least. So look back on that time for a moment before we kind of explore some some tactical elements of this. What's been what's been your favorite part about running this, and what's been the most challenging part about running this? Um, the favorite part has been you know the relationships. Uh, you know, with, with people that have come through these doors, the, you know, the, every time that someone comes to you and, and, and thanks you for, for providing them some tools to get from point A to point B that, you know, I, I was just told the other day that it, you know, it saved, you know, it's been multiple times, but I had someone tell me that I've saved their life. Um, and, and making those relationships with people is, is, is extremely important to me. I don't think a lot of people maybe even understand that, you know, if you get into the gym business and you really inundate yourself, like your clients will become your, your friends. It's, it's kind of a cliche because it, it, I think I've heard a lot of people say this over the years, but um, you know, people come in with the intent of, you know, just getting from point A to point B. And then the relationships often are what keep people, you know, intact in the community um, and creating a, a big community was, was something that's always been a, a big part of what I wanted to accomplish. So I'd have to say that that's probably been, you know, the most rewarding is between a lot of the staff. Um, right now I have just the most amazing staff. I just can't, like, I've had staffs where I'm like, this is the best staff we've ever had. And looking back, like this staff right now is just, it, it's just amazing. It's a good group of people. We all gel really well. Um, we have good working and, and outside of work, you know, relationships, but I think that's probably the best, uh, the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. Flip it over. <laughs> what's been yeah. the the unfortunate part or what's been uh, the, the least favorite part about being a business owner like this? You know, there, there's probably a couple and I, the, 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 the different things that have been very challenging and I have been really bad about creating boundaries over the years. And so you know, going through, I'm, I'm a single dad now. Um, you know, I have to get to, a, I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to do a better job, but, you know, being on social media, um, replying to text messages and almost feeling like, you know, if, if you're awake, you're working. And I, I, I did that. I I've done that for a, a long period of time. And I think it's, it's, it's been difficult for those around me, you know, and me not being present all the time because there's I felt like you know if somebody's oh, yeah. reaching out and inquiring like there's a small window where they're going to change their mind 
Or if a client is reaching out to me, I'm like, this is a client of mine. I need to take care of them as soon as possible. So there's almost like this fear um, that I that I really inundated myself in. Like, I can't lose this person because I'm not going to get back to them in, 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 the, in, a, in a timely manner or immediately. Like most people it's probably the, would say like, you're immediate, you're getting back to people like I've, that was probably the biggest challenge in trying to create some, some work to, to uh, outside of work boundaries to where I have some balance in my life. Yeah. I think it's the, the saga of the entrepreneur and fitness people. I've never met somebody in fitness who failed because they put in too few hours. It's usually the other way. I, I started, I serviced 16 clients back to back to back. <laughs> And and something's got to suffer at that point. Yeah, your physical sure. health, your your family, your mental, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and so it is what it is. I think there's a balance. I think there's an evolution along the way. When we build something like this from the ground up, it takes time and effort and grit for a little while. But it seems like at a certain point, if we can delegate some of those things, if we can get a little bit off of our plate, those are the happiest business owners and gym owners that I speak with, because then they can get back to doing the things that they actually liked about why they started a gym right. in the first place. It's, yeah. it's uh, I'm sure for a long time, Heath was CEO, Heath was had marketer, had salesperson, Heath was the director of janitorial services, yep. Heath was all of these <laughs> different things. It's it becomes time. Time is the a more important commodity than dollars a lot of no the doubt. time in businesses no doubt. like this. And and just getting to the point of delegation was another difficult thing for me. Like I just oh, yeah. I felt like I had to to do everything, otherwise it wasn't going to done be done right. And you know, finding the right people and then, you know, just knowing that you know, if somebody can do it 70 to 80% as good as you can, then that is a, a benefit because it allows you to be able to do the other things to work on the business instead of, of, you know, in the business. Yep. Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, obviously at some point this grew, we got, we garnered interest. People came on as members. What from a marketing standpoint, how, how have we done this? How have we found new people over the years? What have we done that worked well? What have we done that hasn't worked so well? Talk to us about all that. Sure. Um, you know, I've, I really haven't, I, I would probably say in, you know, being in business for 21 years, I've probably spent, I mean, I'm probably approaching maybe $15,000 total in marketing. Um, we really haven't done a whole lot. What we've done has been, you know, the organic route, you know, doing different things organically that provide people um, a point in which that they need to make a decision on their fitness, you know, doing challenges. We have, we have body transformation challenges. We do these four week fat blasters, we call them. We'll do like these type of events, like three to four times a year. Um, and we've gotten to the point where we're now we're giving away $10,000 in cash and prizes on eight week you know, to 10 week challenges. And, you know, we're doing probably more than some of the, the professional uh, fitness type realms where, you know, you know, they're paying the, the, the champs, you know, a couple thousand bucks. We, my last challenge, um, $4,000 cash was first prize, 3000 was second. And then we went down through top five. Um, we've handed out $25,000 in cash and prizes here um, at the end of this challenge, we would over the last, you know, quarter. So those types of things really get people 
um, you know, motivated. And then it's our job to try to take that into, you know, the discipline part, the building of routine. But those have been very effective for us. Um, you know, just utilizing our members, you know, to to sing our praises. You know, we haven't really had to. We have a lot of reviews. We haven't really gone after that aspect either. Um, these have been just a lot of people, you know, singing our praises based off of their results. So that's something that we're trying to focus a little bit more on, you know, moving into the future. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I have to get to a point where it's like, it doesn't hurt to kind of twist someone's arm a little bit to, you know, to write a review for you or something like that, because it's just something we've never done. But the organic part has been everything for us. It is the most important part in any business, right? Oh, sure, sure. But, uh, um, you know, those types of things have just worked really well for us, buddy passes and challenges. Yeah, especially within fitness, because typically when we're looking for, quote unquote, the ideal client or whoever we want to work with, what better source than the people we're already working with? They probably sure. know people similar to them. And so a lot of this, as it sounds, has has gone through the, the word of mouth or referral route. How big of an element, you, you mentioned that social media wasn't your favorite aspect of this. How big of an element is that for the business in your mind? It, I mean, it's a love-hate relationship. I'm going to be honest with you because it's, it's like um, the, the part of being so, um, you know, open at any time to, to get a message from somebody. There's that there's that part of it. But at the same time, when you're easily accessible like that, it does make for an easier transition to be able to move to a consultation type or a, a, a free pass or something of that nature. Um, you know, once again, we haven't done a whole lot of paid stuff, but, you know, having the, the outreach of Instagram and, and Facebook, those have been our biggest ones, creating events through those, um, you know, th that has been imperative for us because that type of, of marketing is, is free. And we've built a pretty decent, you know, we build a pretty decent following. It's not, there's, there's going to be places that are going to have, you know, way bigger, you know, better following or excuse me, bigger, you know, higher numbers and whatnot. But as far as a better following of organic people that just continue to use the revolving door, I'd ha I have a hard time believing that any place that has one location, could really say that you have we have a better thing going than than our group of people we just have a great unbelievable community of people here in omaha we really do yeah our and and so the the point of marketing in general to take a i can hear you now joe i couldn't hear the last 15 seconds i couldn't hear anything okay except. so yeah we'll take it a step back and, and so marketing in general is is to get people interested and to generate how do we facilitate some new members or some new clients is the business approaching a time where are you with me gosh you froze on me there for a second uh -oh. i can okay. hear you now so okay so we'll shorten up the question here are we yeah. are we getting to a time where we may not be able to take on any more physical clients is there is there a is there a cap at some point in your mind um, you know, we've, we've just keep, ha we keep having to add more trainers, you know, from a personal training standpoint, there, there have been a few trainers that have gotten to the point where they can't take more people on, you know, we have reached a threshold a couple of times where we've gotten close to capacity in a couple of classes. Um, we've just continued to add more classes, um, add more equipment. Um, we have the space to be able to facilitate, you know, if we have a station, um, you know, cause everything that we do, we're not getting into, 
you know, the repetition, you know, sometimes the racing for times on workouts a day, everyone is going at their own pace. So we've just continued to add more equipment. The issue moving forward is, you know, we have two more years left in our lease space here. We're looking at potentially either knocking walls down or getting into a bigger space to where, you know, we can continue to, to grow and to add, you know, more things to what we're doing. Um, but it, it, it has gotten to a tipping point. Now, could we have gotten there a little bit faster? Had we done more of the actual marketing outside, it probably would have happened a little bit faster. Um, but, you know, everything has gotten us to this point right now where, you know, yeah. where, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it I kind of like that challenge too, a little bit is trying to figure it out. Cause you know, a lot of people yeah. are like, who's your mentor? Who do you follow? What do you do this? I'm like, I've, I've, I've done it all, you know, with the help of myself and, and my staff. And, and a lot of it has been on my shoulders. And, you know, I think in the future, once again, delegation and, you know, it, I'm not going to be able to get into a larger facility if I don't have the help that I have. And that's why I've started to delegate towards, yep. um, you know, other people that, uh, that, that, I, that I know I can trust and that are part of the brand and want to be part of the brand moving forward. At a certain point in a business like this, staffing becomes more of a bottleneck it's harder to find good employees than it is to find good members and it sounds like that's kind of where things are at now because like we said there's only one heath if we could recreate heath a bunch of right, times <laughs> we'd be in a different situation but unfortunately <laughs> we don't have that tech yet. right right now right. As you look forward with this, he's, I mean, all we've talked about so far is how'd you get here and, and what do we do to, to fill the place up? But what is the, the bigger picture in your mind? Where do we see this whole thing going as you move forward? Yeah, sure. So next step for us is, you know, I'm, I'm taking a step back from the day-to-day -day stuff again. I've, I've already tried to do that here about a year ago. Didn't quite work out. Got, uh, had a manager leave, got back into the day-to-day, um, -to -day, found two people, have delegated some stuff. I'm working on the franchising process. Um, goal of year one is to have five additional locations. Um, and also two is I am, I've, I've met with a couple different architects. Um, we're putting some rendering projects together for, for potentially a bigger facility. Um, a whole entire all encompassing wellness facility is what we really want to have where we have like-minded businesses under one roof uh, here in Omaha. So people can come in and, you know, get what we feel like is the best of, of all worlds here. I actually rent out some space right now to a chiropractor. Um, I've had a, um, a couple other people, massage therapy, um, those types of businesses within my business also. And that's something, you know, we want to expand on in the future. So within the next two years, that's, that's, that's what I'm really, um, I'm going to spearhead. I train my two hours a day right now. I'll usually train anywhere from, from four to six clients uh, within that two hour time frame, And then, you know, I'm off to start spearheading these larger projects so we can once again, our goal is to be able to expand our outreach, you know, outside of just this one, you know, small studio here in Omaha, Nebraska, we want to, we want to be able to help a lot of people. We really do. Yeah. It's, it, it seems to be the way that a lot of our industry is going, this kind of one-stop shop model where you can get your Cairo, you can get your massage, nutrition whatever mental health services we can bolt on as well sure. and i think it's it's proven to be worthwhile people are spending this money somewhere we can capture it under one roof we can really put out a, a 
decent product to keep people around longer but it's cool to see sort of on both ends of this spectrum right we're still on the battlefield training our clients and and keeping our head or feet on the ground but we're also forecasting years and years out of, of what this business can look like so it's it's fascinating to see that you have both perspectives here that's a good place for us to wrap our conversation up Heath but in the short bit of time left where can people find out more about I think fit what's the best website what are the social links how can people connect with you guys yeah for sure so our our um you know our website I think fit.com I think that gym.com both places go to the same there's a another story behind that that goes back to some some of our old stuff that we used to do but you know through um, I think fit the gym on Facebook, Instagram, um, I think fit. Those are the places where, you know, I think a lot of people will will tend to gravitate towards and, and find all the information that they really need outside of being able to come in and just, you know, see the facility and, uh, you know, meet with us, um, you know, whether it be a consultation or or some sort of like one week pass or something like that. So, yeah. People of Jim Lord's podcast connect with Heath and the I Think Fit team. Heath, this has been awesome, man. I, I truly appreciate your your openness and your willingness to share what the business means and, and where it's going in your mind. So stay tuned because it sounds like there's a lot of big things coming for the I Think Fit brand. For now, I, I can't thank you as much as I would like to, but we're out of time. I wish you nothing but the best one, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me too. It's it's been an honor to be on the on the podcast here. Appreciate that. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Shop, And with me today is the dynamic duo, Gwen and Corbin Williams, with Get Real Training out of Hatfield, Pennsylvania. Gwen and Corbin, how are we today? Doing good. We're doing great. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking your time to share with the world about everything you're doing and, you know, how you're looking to get real and change others' lives. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to open up to you. Go ahead and give our listeners just a quick background on yourselves, you know, what you're passionate about, what you've done as far as experience and, you know, how you got into this Get Real training. Well, I'm Corbin and uh, I got into personal training 
uh, what was 2011. I uh, actually was a little before that, but uh, got laid off from a job and needed something to do. I had little kids at home, took them out of daycare, and basically was sitting at home. At this point in my life, I had not gotten a bachelor's degree yet. So I was close, but I wasn't quite there. And I saw an opportunity by enrolling in a school called National Personal Training Institute in Philadelphia. So I enrolled into that. And as I went through that, I started to um, really fall in love with, uh, you know, the training aspect of, of what we were doing and, and learning all the science behind everything. And uh, like I said, it was an opportunity for me to get a bachelor's degree. So I was able to take those credits from that and enroll into another college and, and uh, eventually ended up with my bachelor's in exercise and nutrition. Um, during that whole time, I established our business in uh, 2011. That's about when it was. Um, yeah, it's Get Real Training. Um, wanted to bring real training to, to people and to get real results with people. So it was more about uh, just, I don't know, instead of doing like fake stuff with, not fake, I wouldn't say fake, but just like, you know, run of the mill things. I wanted, I wanted to really see results for people and really help people like lose weight and, and get strong and, and really change their lives and um, make them better. So that's basically how we got started. Um, from there, uh, after getting my bachelor's degree, we, we really started the gym in my basement. I mean, that's, where it ended up, it was what 500 square foot of space with ceilings that are about. I mean, we're sitting in our basement right now, about six and a half to seven feet. So every time you do like an overhead press, you're trying to find out all right where are the joists. We go right up between the joists, you know. And uh, so that's what we did from there. And then moving into the facility that we're at now, I took one client. We had We'd done boot camps and stuff like that in the basement, but uh, it just didn't stick. So I had one personal training client at a time. I took this huge leap of faith, rented a facility, and built a gym there. Um, that's where we're at now. We've been there, what, 12 years? 14. Something like that. Yeah. 10 to 12 years. Um, and uh, so here we got into that with one one person, and we've grown every year since except through covid but you know <laughs> i don't know who did so um yeah that's our that's our start that's yeah, awesome that's no i mean I, I kind of i i don't work full time with him i i also work outside of the house so um i mean i've had a background i was a bio major and um always an athlete so you know i kind of always had that draw to exercise and also at the same time I've always struggled with my weight on top of it so like I I bring many unfortunately many years of experience with how to uh, not do it and how to do it as well so I actually um I, you know helped helped out obviously in the gym around my other other work but um and then this summer I actually went ahead and got my nutrition certification as well so through precision nutrition. So that's been really helpful just to kind of back that whole uh, process up and, and helping with the online nutrition coaching that we do as well. So um that's that's been a big a big help for us as well to to just kind of do that. But 
you know, I mean, we, we kind of, with the realness, like, I kind of always think of it as helping people kind of live, like, so that they can live their life and have good mobility and quality of life. And, um, and that's kind of where the real part came for us is, you know, it's not always about, like, maybe, you know, having competitions or, you know, lifting the heaviest weight. So, you know, we have some clients that are older, and so they, you know, lifting getting up out of a chair or lifting a heavy load, like just helping them do that. It's like real life. So that's kind of where we right. kind of always try to think. And even for ourselves as, as we get older too, like continuing to move and, you know, keep them going for us. So. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. You, you definitely got to take care of yourselves if you're going to take care of others. Yeah. So, but uh, no, I mean, you know, life's full, life is full of ups and downs and, you know, sometimes, we got to be the master at our craft, whether it's good or bad. And then you take those and you can reciprocate in, you know, a, a healthy, useful fashion. And, you know, it sounds like it's what you guys are doing. Yeah. Cool. And I think also it's just important to show, I mean, that we're real people, like, you know, we're not, you know, we show everything. We show the, the failures and the good parts and because yeah, I think that helps people relate a little better, but, you know, we're not just like, you know, fitness books and perfect bodies, it's, you know, we're real and we, they see us grinding in there too, just as much as they are. So yeah, struggling with food and yep. struggling with diet and, you know, struggling to, to get our workouts in and, you know, it's, Along with it's life. the real part of it. It's, if you can't show that, I mean, it's, it's not real. Yep. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, not fitness comes in all shapes and sizes and you're not ever right. as fortunate as others. And, you know, <clears throat> you know these, these, uh, very wealthy people that you know maybe come blessed with money and you know or and then vice versa people that come with no money and stuff like that so it's just kind of like you know you, you make it what it is and whether you have some or you don't have some if your intentions are pure behind it and you know it's it's something right. you want to do for greater good bigger than yourselves then you know right. then i'm all for that right absolutely awesome guys so that's that's great 10 to 12 years you evolved from the basement into a nice functioning facility so how big is that facility currently Currently, we're uh, 1,300 square feet, so we're not super big. We studio, so yeah. um, I'm always looking for new space, but I'm always wanting to grow and get a bigger space and a you know right. higher ceiling and stuff. But we just did that, so kind of just renovated the gym and made the ceiling go from nine foot to eleven foot, and that's completely changed the space around. So it kind of feels like a all new space now. Yeah, th those bigger ceilings definitely make it feel open and you know, just a, like a more commercial style facility, I guess, if you want to, yeah. lack yeah. of words. Yeah, I got some equipment that I want to get into the gym and I needed the higher ceilings and I got some some guys in there that are starting to do muscle ups and things. So I'm like, all right, you guys need some headroom. <laughs> right, you can't be uh, busting uh, unwanted holes in the ceiling there. That's right. Cool. So talking about, you know, some, some members in there, like how many members do you currently service? Oh, I don't know. Um, 30, probably about 30, 30 40, 40 total. Yep. Nice. Um, and it's a different, different kinds of memberships too. Like some yeah. are personal training, some are group class, some are kids classes. Um, and then on yeah. top of it, like that we have people that we coach online too. So they're, they're not necessarily in the gym, but right. um, we, you know, kind of yeah. keep them in the loop too. Yeah. That online portion is huge, especially because, you know, a lot of gym owners during COVID, you know, kind of 
how to come up with new ideas and new things. And so it's like, oh, online's going to be the biggest way because if people can't come in, then you got to come to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really what drove us to online with COVID. Yeah. What was your, you know, I'm assuming maybe you guys probably took a little bit of a hit. Um, but what was your member capacity, you know, right around before COVID? I know we took about a 50%. Yeah, so it was, it was I mean, pretty severe. Close to what it was. Maybe yeah. we're not quite back there yet. but We're not um, quite back to what we were, but it, it's getting close yeah. again. And yeah. But yeah, right around COVID time, right before that all hit and closed us, we were, I mean, it felt like we were starting to take off like a train, like yeah. just really starting to rumble down the track as far as business goes. And um, it was it was feeling pretty good. And then all of a sudden, just like brick wall, you know? Yeah, so, so many people felt that, you know, it's just like yeah. everything started getting good and then bam, like it's sledgehammer just comes and knocks everything down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's when we just basically were like, you know what? Yes, we have to close. We That's what we had to do. So we did. And, uh, but we started, uh, you know, Zoom classes started. Uh, I think everybody started using Zoom about then. And uh, we just started doing classes online and, and inviting all the our current clients to jump in whenever. And that's what kind of helped us get through that a little bit. And yeah. Not everybody participated. I get it. You know, it's, it was different. So yeah, everybody had to do that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, you guys still, you know, prevailed and persevered a little bit through COVID and we're able to make something, you know, happen with, you know, and every state got hit differently, you know, like California and, you know, Michigan, which is where I'm from, you know, the, you know, states got hit hard and, you know, so like each state, you know, either helped the situation or didn't help the situation, but I think everybody took a hard hit during the first like six months of it. Yeah. 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 Failure and quit are not in my vocabulary. So it's like, I just grind. I could, you know, lose money doing this, but I grind through it and try to get to the the you know light at the end of the tunnel because there always is one so yeah just Amen push through and keep doing what we're doing help yeah. as many people as possible and we'll hope, get there hopefully make the better world better by doing that that's right that's, that's <laughs> the whole that's the whole idea is trying to make the world better just one person at a time you know that's our yeah. kind of our motto really mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't, you know, you got to, you know, one foot in front of the other. You got it's like learning to ride a bike or learning to walk. You guys put one foot in front of the other and if you try too fast, you're going to fail. So it's like, you got to find that good balance. And, you know, if your intentions are pure behind what you're doing, then you're, there's absolutely no way you're not going to get there. Right. So there's just always right. things that can help accelerate that or, you know, steer the direction a little clearer depending on you know, what it is. Um, so let's talk about those numbers, you know, you would say probably, you know, obviously you were, you know, higher during post or excuse me, pre-COVID. Um, and now you're, you know, 30 to 40. Where would you like to see that that number go? I mean, like, you know, do you want to double that number, triple that number? You know, kind of kind of talk like short, short term here. You know, you said you always were looking for a bigger facility and whatnot, but you know, what member base would give you the financial obligation to be able to do some bigger things for the facility for the people? I'd say if I double my number, I'd easily be able to have a, you know, probably be able to get a higher, better facility, um, space, bigger space, space, really. 
Um, the big thing is for, I think for me more is to, to fill the space that I have to its fullest capacity Yes. before I even really start doing that. And uh, so that's where I'm at at this point. I've kind of taken the idea, okay, so COVID kind of bumped into a little bit for now, and I'm going to just get back to it and really try to like start over, not start over, but start from where I left off and just keep pushing forward to you know, get to that next level again. And um, I think that's really what yeah. I'm looking at at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think too for us, it's like one of the things that our next kind of goal would be kind of to get to a point where, because right now we're, you know, we're both in there, um, you know, kind of it's early morning, late night, and um, be able to get to a point where possibly we can get, you know, hire someone to help us that we could, you know, take a night off because, you know, it's five, six days a week usually yeah. that we're there. So, it's, you know, when family vacation comes up, it's hard because we're kind of feeling bad that we don't want to close the doors, but at the same time, it's important to do as yeah. well. So, yeah, we still have that every once in a while. Yeah. We have to be like, all right, there's no class tonight, yeah. no class this weekend or whatever. So, and everybody's understandable. They all, they all get it. And being busy enough that we can maybe have someone help yeah. us. That we can take some time off but that's kind of like our next you know and we have done that we've asked one we've had a couple members yeah. as well that have been with us quite a while and we've been like hey would you mind opening the gym and just you know running the class that we put up on the board for that night or whatever and they're like yeah cool that's fine so we have a couple people we have some people that we trust yeah. to, you know really step in if we had to really be out so yeah give you a little time to you know re regenerate recharge Enjoy yeah. Some time together. Yeah. yeah, our kids are both teenagers, so they're in events and stuff. So it's like every once in a while we have like the one night we had senior night for football and and we have hockey games at night now. So it's like we may have to like rearrange, rearrange some scheduling here and there just to yeah. you know, <laughs> some of that. But yeah. No, it's but that's the realism of it, right? Yeah. It is. It's uh, the you know the the get real portion of our uh, show here today. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about get real. Um, I know we talked about you know square footage and some members, but let's kind of like back the court up just a little bit and you know tell us you know exactly you know if someone were to come into your facility, you know what services all do you offer? Um, and you know is it like an open gym concept is it just mainly like group classes kind of like give her give her like the elevator speech of if somewhere to come in you know what are they going to expect you know what kinds of things are they going to get out of this facility so basically what i always tell tell everybody when they come in is depends on what your goals are really um is what you're going to get out of it so if you're coming in and you're looking to um you want personal training or if you want um a specific goal if you want to reach a specific goal then we're going to probably put you towards more of a personal training type of programming if you just want to be there for more of a social aspect and get um exercise and things like that then we're going to put you towards more of our group training program um and there's other people that want to come in they just want to use the gym they don't they don't want the help from anybody or whatever like that so we do have some options where we have some open gym options. Um, we don't do a lot of that, but most of our stuff is guided. Most of it's um, personable or, yeah. or semi-personal training. Um, everybody gets, class. like we, we have open gym hours, so everybody gets, um, 
like if whether whether your personal training or group class membership, like you have the option to come in during open gym and kind of do that on your off days. So, you know, if we have three nights a week for group class and the other two nights, you know, they can come in and do whatever they want. If they want to come in and jump on a bike or lift another, you know, session, that's totally on them. Um, we'll usually have something on the board for them to do if they want to, or they can just do their own one thing and we're there kind of keep them going. Or at least kind of always, always um, push the fact that we don't, we're safe being, have people being safe. Like we don't want them coming in doing crazy stuff that they're going to get hurt. So, you know, we're kind of strict on form and making sure people are doing the exercises the right way. So that's kind of why we've always felt like we needed to kind of be there to make sure that they're, you know, people aren't just coming in and hurting themselves. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, I saw something on Instagram. Let me go try this. And it's not something that they should be doing because they don't have the strength or the mobility for it. And, it just yeah. looks cool. So like box jumps on the plates or something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah. all I can yeah. see is sliding off the top of the box and someone's slamming their head on the concrete. Yeah. The hands yeah. on a, a plyometric ball, it's fine. You know, just break right, it. Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. Heavy, squ heavy yeah. squat on a plyo ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you some some stuff you would see on like a TikTok video or something. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't want that happening. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, not so good. We haven't had, I don't think, injuries at yeah. the gym per se. Some little stupid things here and there, you know. We have we do have kids classes, so we get injuries every once in a while. And that, you know, kids can be they can run around. Yeah, they're they're an interesting bunch. They're fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I had kids of my own, and that's how I got to start into the kids stuff. So, um, invited my son's TV football into um a couple classes, and then uh, after that, a bunch of them stuck with us and. Mm -hmm. We just kind of went with a kids class after that. It was a lot of fun. Just added added some more ammo. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So let's get real. Let's talk about, you know, like, you know, you want to grow the member base and things like that. You know, since COVID and everything, you guys are starting to kind of bounce back a little bit. You know, what what are some struggles that you face with getting members into your facility? I think um I think sometimes people don't I think they kind of look at personal training um, as like a luxury um, a lot of times and they don't always see the value of it. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like we're competing with like the big box gyms that someone can pay $10 a month and then never go because it's not like a big financial burden. Um, whereas I think trying to help people understand like if you're investing in yourself and you're putting the money out every every week or every month, like you're going to make the point to make sure that's a priority on your list. So I think trying to um, have people understand that sometimes I feel like we we struggle trying to get that message across. And I think that might be for a lot of people, but I feel like a lot of times we're competing with that, oh, $10 a month. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. I don't feel like going tonight, but it's, you know, so I only spent 10 bucks. Yeah, it's only 10 bucks. Yeah. So that's, I think that's one of the things that we struggle probably with the most. Is just kind of competing against that fear, that that thought process anyway. The mindset. Yeah. That, yeah. But a lot of times when people finally realize that that's what they need and they come in and they're like, oh, look, I'm getting stronger and oh, I am losing weight, like how I've been wanting to do, then they do see the value of it. And that's, that's you know, a lot of our clients, they've been there for years because they see that, that value. Right. So, yeah, we've had clients that are with us for almost a long time 10, 10 years. Yeah. Or so, so 
Um, yeah, I, I'd say that, that exactly. You know, it's a, a struggle fighting against some of those larger facilities that have the means and are able to. And kind of especially in this right now, where it's like, you know, prices for everything are going up. Right. Yeah. You know, the number six are going to be the thing that people don't. That's the first thing they cut off, on. right? Yeah. It's one of the first things they cut off, which would be the last thing in my opinion. But I mean, you know, take care of yourself because in, in this type of uh, atmosphere, you know, it's like you got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your health. And that what better place to do that than have yourself a, you know, a coach to, to help you do that. Um, 100%. Yep. It's like we, I was just having a conversation with a fiance the other day and it's just like, or her parents, excuse me. Anyways, um, it's like, you know, when like recession hits and like all these other, you know, just anything, not necessarily recession, but just like, oh, the first thing I do is where can I cut corners? And usually yeah. your health is the first one. When in reality, then it's like, okay, six months later, I'm gaining weight. I'm getting weak. I tweaked my back. I pulled a hamstring. I, you know, I did all this. Why is this? Well, when's the last time you worked on yourself? Yeah. You got right. gym membership six months ago, you know, now you're, now you're paying for it. Yeah. And, you know, although you guys don't offer pizza and bagels and, uh, you know, right. I think that your gym, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's, it's just not, you know, and I, I will not go very deep into this because this is irrelevant, but I think in most of our society, like in the United States, or at least certain areas, you know, fitness, it's just not really talked about as like a way of life or as, you know, as far as like, right if you want to live long, you need to do these things or, you know, and talk about longevity and stuff like that. So I think, yep. you know, th there's multiple problems in, in society and cultural problems and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you should always at least focus on your health because you only have one body. Right. Right. And unfortunately, I mean, um, a lot of people don't realize that until something hit happens to them that they have to take care of themselves. Like they're, you know, whether it's, they have a heart problem or back problem or whatever and then they're you know then they're kind of at the mercy of like the healthcare system and pharmaceuticals and like you really you don't have a choice at that point like you're yeah. you're kind of stuck. Right. so I, I always like to kind of think of that as like you know the preventative care that it's really what healthcare should be is taking care of yourself before disaster strikes and of course we don't ever know something can still happen but you might have a better chance of pulling through it faster and, and quicker and better if you're already in a healthier state of mind so and, right. and body yes yeah, yeah if, if at least you can do the preventative stuff to give your body the best chance to overcome yeah. anything and everything or help you fight something that you can't you know get through like you know you get uh you know you have a genetic displacement or you have a you know there's something that's really truly out of your control that right. maybe you just never knew or it's been too late and now you have to deal with the consequence you know what i'm saying it's yes at least give yourself a chance to be the best that you can be to tackle anything that comes your way right absolutely love it so loving the story here you know let's talk you know as far as you know like either on a weekly or monthly basis now that we're out of COVID again you know you know, how many people do you see in a week or a month that are like potential new members? Uh, kind of run some numbers on that. Well, 
that's probably one thing we're starting to kind of learn a little yeah. bit more about of like right. kind of getting out there and putting ourselves out there a little bit more yeah um whether it's on social media or like in person with people um talking talking about yourselves you know like which neither of us hard to do it's not like our nature to go out and just right. be like hey look at me you know so um i know that's something i've kind of been trying to do a little bit more with like my own kind of weight loss journey um you know just and, and it's worked because people reached out you know since then so i'm like oh okay so maybe that's what i need to do <laughs> um yeah like nature wise i'm in the gym and in my own facility and with people that i'm more familiar with i'm a lot more open and um probably more energetic and stuff like that when i'm in my own environment but like you get me outside of the gym and into public i am a lot less um outgoing let's say it that way right <laughs> oh yeah so i kind of closed down and i don't know why that is but it's just yeah the way i've always been so yeah so i mean I, like i know we consciously try to like just either trying to meet new people you know like throughout a week or you know just when you're out like in yeah. stores or whatever just kind of to try to strike up conversations with people or whatever just to kind of get that practice of talking to more people yeah we make it a goal we try try to like at least force ourselves to meet one new person a day if we can and i think that's like just straight out walk up to somebody and say hey hi how are you doing yeah how are, how are you yeah you know that kind of thing yeah. So sometimes it pays off. Sometimes, yeah, they look at you like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to you know, you guys, do you um, rephrase rephrase my words here? What's I? Oh, here we go. What's the the biggest way that people find you like on your is it word of mouth is it like you guys just striking up conversations at the grocery store or you know out in the park or whatever the case is kind of like where where's the bulk of you know your potential members that come from i'd say probably word of, word mouth, of mouth is probably yeah, the biggest for, sure. for us right now um i think with the online stuff we've done um probably been probably been a combination of like our current folks that are in the gym physically with us and then also just like social media like people seeing like what we've been doing um with our online coaching and then also my even just my journey I've been putting that out there a lot so I've had we've had quite a few people reach out just watching that and saying hey what are you doing you know and how how are you doing that so yeah. that's kind of been a combination um but for the gym, it's been a lot, probably more word of mouth. Yeah, it's been a lot of word of mouth and, and you know, like Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. We've been putting a lot of information out there yeah. and just trying to keep ourselves in the um, the eye of people, I guess you could say. And yeah, but that, I think, I mean, that can only go so far. It depends on how many friends you have online and, you know, um, how many yeah, followers and how you interact. So. Which is something we've kind of newly been trying to like take some classes on how to learn how to do some of that stuff. So that that's kind of new for us, probably in the last six months or so. Um, just learning that process. Whereas before, it was just like, all right, I don't really know what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> or what to put out there, and then realizing that the more you interact, the more you know, you kind of get put like on the the logarithms of being more visible. So, which yeah. we found that. 
yeah, that's a new thing for us. The better it'll be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, dabbled into marketing a little bit. So, you know, you guys said you've done just like a little bit of like social media, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Have you approached or tried paid advertising before? We have, it just never pays off. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I've, I've done paid advertising. I've done paid ads on Facebook. I've done, um, and I didn't do a billboard sign, but I looked into it, but then I was like, well, that's way expensive. So forget that. And then, um, did some newspaper ads, yeah, things like that. I've, I've done a bunch of. I used to write like articles for one of the little tiny lo- local, kind of a local paper here. Yeah, I keep thinking I might get back into that, but it's like I don't know what kind of time I have to write articles yeah. right now. So it seems like a lot of my time is spent either in the gym or I'm online coaching coaching people. So a lot of time is taken up with that, and that's where you know I'm glad that. Ben has teamed up with me here in the last couple of years to really kind of like take some of the load. And it's it's been great actually with her mm-hmm. working with me. So I think together we've started to really find more of a, I don't know what you call, like a system. system that we can work with yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. And the goal was to eventually get me out of corporate America so I can do it full time. So yeah. That's, hey. what I, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that is a great goal there's nothing better than you know this other person said the same thing they uh left corporate america and they went full-time and they never looked back since yeah because it definitely brings a lot more fulfillment than than I, yeah. I'll, I'll throw this out there i'm in big pharma so it's like kind of the opposite of health and wellness so right um you know, you can agree or disagree with me, but right. when you see it firsthand, it's like, oh boy, you know, you kind of. What symptom are we covering up? Yeah. But well, well, I don't want to get into it too much because it is paying the bills. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's eventually, like, that's, like that's, my, that's my goal. There's a lot of good stuff out there, too, that yeah, want to, sure. you know, benefit the, the certain things. But Yeah. But I, I do find much more joy in the this, this side of it than. Yeah, the, other side. the preventative side of it yeah. is, you know, you can save yourself a whole lot of money and a whole lot of uh, anguish and heartache, I, I would say, if you just work on the preventative side yeah. of it for a while and just really work on yourself to better yourself. Yeah. And we've seen that firsthand, yeah. you know, in our own clients and ourselves as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, especially yeah. when, exactly. like you said, like, from fitness to pharma, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes there's just things you can't avoid. You know, some, right. you, sometimes you, you have to have something. I would like to say most of the time, you know, you can do a lot of things to help prevent or diminish or minimize, you know, risks of X, Y, yeah. whatever those might be. So, but right. at the end of the day, you know, there's, you know, there was a need for it way back when, and, you know, it's evolved to what it is now. And, you know, you just, sure roll with it yeah 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 no i definitely think you know we're you guys working together will obviously get you to spend a little more time together and yeah you know all the uh the fun things that come with it so all the, yeah. the ups and the downs and the you know what about this and what about that and oh we should do this. yeah cool guys yeah and that's i think something we've also kind of learned over the years of just trying stuff like sometimes you try stuff and it doesn't work you know like right and, and at first it's been 
well, it kind of take a long time to decide whether or not you should try it or do it. And sometimes it's like, we just have to try it. Like it may not work, but oh, well, let's just try it. Cause it could work too, you know? So I think just having that, trying not to be fearful of something failing um, has been a good thing for us as well. So yeah, going into this uh, podcast, I was telling Glenn, I was like, I don't know the first thing about running a gym. I really don't, but it's like trial and error, failures, many failures, and, you know, just things that just didn't work. It just all kind of, you learn from it and you just kind of like, well, okay, that didn't work. So let's try something different. And you find those little things that work a little bit and then you just capitalize on those mm -hmm. as best you can and then go with it. Right. So that's what we do. Yeah. A lot and of trial and error. That's all it is. You know, I don't think even the, the, the most successful person with the most predominant business plan, everybody's got failures. Everybody's got things that just don't work out like they thought they would. And then you go to plan B and you try plan B and if plan B doesn't work. You got 22 other or 23 other letters that you can try. And right. one of those is going to work and you're going to run with it. And then you, you know, throw in some multiplication and you know, right. all the fancy stuff. Um, right. But, uh, as we dive in here, you know, what would it mean, you know, Gwen, you mentioned that, you know, your a good goal would be to quit corporate America, to be able to quit corporate America and go right. full time with Corbin, you know, what would that, what would that mean for you guys? What would that look like, you know, maybe obviously emotionally, financially, you know, to be able to go full time and make this gym explode? What would that bring for you? Oh, a lot less stress. I mean, and I know running a business is stressful, but like, um, you know, I've, I've kind of, over the years, I've been in this industry for 25 years, I guess now. And, you know, it, it obviously has done, you know, paid our bills, it's supported our family. Um, but there's also been a lot of stress with it. And I think too, just like the physical stress of it and like even some of my own physical stuff that I've gone through with uh weight gain and weight loss and you know stress of that like um I, I know a lot of that would be erased of you know not having to deal with some of that stuff on a daily basis um and I worked off shifts and weird shifts and trying to raise little kids I remember working third shift and having a two and a four-year-old at home and them you know trying to sleep when they're writing with themselves on a sharpie you know like that that was we've, we've done all of that so you know, obviously they don't do that anymore and they're more self-sufficient, but I think just being able to like um, kind of have a little more like one one focus, whereas like right now I'm kind of one, one minute I'm like in the gym helping and doing stuff there and the next minute I'm kind of like, okay, I got to do my work stuff and then the next minute as a mom, like, you know, doing all that stuff as well. So, um, you know, my kids are very involved, um, you know, for the most part in the business as well. They've been here doing it and watching us do it for all these years is, you know, like my son was, I think he was five when he graduated from the National Personal Training Institute. So, you know, they, they're very well versed in a lot of stuff as well. So it's kind of fun to be able to do things with them and knowing that they know almost as much as we do yeah. in a lot of these things as well. So, um, you know, they know nutrition, they know exercises, and they're both athletes. So it's kind of cool just to be able to to kind of bring that all together. And just if I was in that full time, it would definitely be yeah. a lot more 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 fulfilling, as I had mentioned before too. So 
and then financially too i mean if we both were full-time working at it you know it could be something that would be you know i don't know if our financial situation would be better but like you know yeah it's a, it's a goal anyway <laughs> it would be you know it sounds like it would just be an amazing thing for you guys because you'd be able to do so much more yeah. you know more opportunities more things more additions to the gym maybe a bigger gym maybe more gyms you know the, right. the opportunities would be endless right right awesome so with that i want to dive in a little bit further here is what is the big picture here you know obviously you guys have been in business for a little while now we're sitting around you know 30 40 maybe 50 members you know what's you know we talked about obviously doubling the membership being able to do more things hire a person but like for you two and obviously one of your big goals is going full time. What's like the big picture for get real training? You know, what would you like to see in the next three to five years? And then maybe like that 10 year mark, if you can even picture it, like what, what, where would you want to be? Obviously, if you were right where you are now, five years from now, you would probably say we're not too satisfied with the result. So what's, mm -hmm. what's going to be the difference in the next three to five years? Where do you want to take this thing to? See three to five years. Well, not quite retirement age yet, though. So. But uh, <laughs> we're looking at it. We're, we're looking at it. It's getting closer every day. There you um, go. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd like, you know, but obviously like more members and things like that. But uh, I think the, the big picture is um, longevity of the company, um, seeing that it runs on its own. And that, uh, you know, we can take more of a step back and have our systems in place that we can, you know, have other people doing the, the work for us, um, kind of, um, work on our exit strategy as far as we want the company to continue and to do what it's doing and to not be the, what would you call it? The forefront of the company. Yeah, I mean, I think too, uh, just, also just to, to be like a place in our community that um, people know they can come to and they're going right. to get like the real thing. I mean, it's um, and kind of just be the um, the word is, is escaping me, but like the official that word is. Yeah, I know. But the, you know what I mean? Kind of um, the authority. The authority. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. The authority, you know, the authority on 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 what we provide right, like in you, our area. People know that they can come to us and they're gonna they're gonna get what they've asked for. Right, they're gonna get are, results. They're really gonna get. They're gonna get that. If they want to lose weight, they're gonna get that. So right. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're training with me, if they're training with Gwen, or my son, or right. whoever else that we might hire. If you know whoever you're training with, you're gonna get the same service. You're gonna get that same quality and. Mm -hmm. um and results and knowledge that you know we have that we provide we want that to yeah be the same for everybody that might come to work with us and things like yeah. that as well awesome you got some uh some good goals to reach and you know some expansion yeah. in the future and you know bring more people together serve more people and you know at the end of the day you're gonna help yourselves as well right Cool. Well, going to Corbin, it's been a pleasure so far. I want to wrap up here with two final things, one question, and then we'll give a shout out for your facility. But the question I want to know and what all the listeners are out there waiting for is anybody looking to start their business, 
you know, whether it's out of their garage, their basement, you know, whatever, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to get into entrepreneurship? Do it. Just do it. Take the risk. It's, it's, um, freeing. It's very freeing. Um, it's scary. There's, there's no two ways about it. It is scary to, to jump into something like this, but, um, do it because it's, uh, it's amazing. It really is an amazing journey. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's days where I, I have thought, you know, why am I doing this? It's, it's not, uh, some days it's like, especially like over COVID, I'm like, all right, maybe this is the time I cash it in. Maybe this is, this is what's going to do it. And I'm like, no, you know what? I put all this effort into this. We're, we're making this happen. And, um, so it's, I've, I've worked for other people. Honestly, I've had the corporate jobs before and I don't do well with that. So <laughs> after so many years of working for myself, I'm like, I, I can't do that. So, but yeah, it's very open and uplifting to be able to, to do your own thing, have your own schedule. And I was, I was just going to add to like, for, you know, if it's, someone opening a, a health some sort of a health facility or even just online of um like making sure that your intentions and your like reason is to help people versus like thinking you're going to make a lot of money yeah um you know like i, I think that's been a, a big thing for us like you know that's kind of the corbin's point like the days where it felt really bad like oh i don't know if we're gonna if, if this is gonna work that always in the back of your mind, you're like, well, yeah, but if we close, what happens to all these people that we're already helping? Right. It may not be as big as like, you know, some other facilities or gyms or whatever, but like they come to us and they're relying on us. So yeah. um, always having those intentions set on who you're going to help and how you're going to help them. Um, put that first over how much money you're going to make, because that, that really makes a difference in, in what you how you operate and yeah and that even has a lot to do with why i haven't moved my location in yeah. 10 years as well because it's like i have people that come from different we're we're located like between towns so um we get a lot of people from different areas that like if i had people come from hatfield they wouldn't necessarily come if i moved closer to where i live they wouldn't actually come to the gym because it's too far away yeah and uh so where we're at, we get a lot of people from all the different towns around us. So it's like I don't want to move because then um maybe someone else won't get someone there. else isn't gonna get there as much and they're not gonna get the result that yeah they need. And so it's all about the you know, helping helping those people. So that that's first in my mind always is helping others. Yeah, it's you know, the, the, the money will come if you have the right intentions. Yeah. Right. 100%. Awesome guys. Well, I appreciate that answer and everybody out there listening appreciates that as well. Last but not least, before we wrap up here is just give a shout out to your facility. How can our members or excuse me, members, how can our listeners reach you? Whether it's, you know, a location, address, email, uh, social media, give a shout out for all of the ways that our people can, can reach you. So our actual location is in Hatfield, Pennsylvania, and that is um, 2501 
Bethlehem Pike. Um, email address. Email address would be Corbin at getrealtraining.net. And then we have, uh, both of us have a separate Instagram. Mine is uh, at getrealtraining. Get Mine's at gwoms, gwoms12. So that's my Instagram. And you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram again and um, our YouTube channel. It's all under Get Real Training. So um, look us up, like us, send us messages. We respond. And if you're interested in any of our online stuff as well, you can send a message. We do online um, coaching. coaching, nutrition coaching, and uh, food tracking and things like that. Um, those those links are, are listed in our Instagram profiles. So. You can reach those from there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing that. And uh, I'm going to look you guys up right now, actually. But uh, <laughs> so you might see an extra file around there. Uh, so those awesome. listening out there, of course, go ahead and give them a like. Check out their facility. See what they're all about. If you're in the Hatfield, Pennsylvania area or any surrounding areas that's not too far away, check them out. You know, if you want a place that you're going to get real intentions and real service and real results, this is the place for you. Um, and with that being said, if Gor Corbin and Gwen's story expired or inspired you in any way, shape, or form, please feel free to reach out to us. Click on the link below. We'd love to have your story on our show as well as anyone out there that would like. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.